Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and today we are joined by Charlene Notgrass from Notgrass History. She's a homeschooling veteran and author, and she joins us to share some of her wisdom and encouragement. Her goal is to help more homeschool moms be happy. This is an amazing episode, and we're excited to have her join us. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So check them out for this next school year over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, again, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for their support. If you need more encouragement, make sure to subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey, everybody. And uh, like Ben, you know, like I already kind of uh, suggested, I'm just not ready to end of, to end summer yet. I'm not giving it up that quickly. I don't want to talk about school. Uh, if you've been following our Facebook post, you're like, Todd, you haven't posted anything lately. That's because I just can't bring myself up to talking about those things. I just want to, we still have one whole month left of summer. And I want you moms to enjoy those days. And I know some of you moms, we should have a show about this, Ben, about uh, those who homeschool year round, because I want to make sure that homeschoolers who homeschool year round are really not homeschooling all the time. I want to make sure they're taking breaks. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing about summer, um, because it kind of forces us um, in June, July and August to say, hey, this is this is reserved for a, a better kind of learning but we're not gonna call it school during those times. Well, uh, uh, we've been busy uh, with my family. My family has been uh, in the in our area uh, because we live, and we probably say this every year, but uh, for my whole growing up, since I was just a one-year-old, uh, and even before that, before I was born, my family has always vacationed in Northern Indiana at Lake Walwasee, the largest natural lake in Indiana. And so we just happen to live about 12 minutes away so all my brothers and their sister and their family all come with my mom and dad and my aunt penny was here and they all come together and it's like pandemonium for uh a little more than a week um it's super fun but exhausting and uh trying to fit life in around that is kind of hard as well but today or tonight as you listen to this we have a special guest and uh, if people are reading your name in the uh, our live Facebook um, feed, they see that last name is not grass. And I know there are some moms and maybe maybe a few dads because, you know, dads, they know that they might sound that name might sound familiar, but they don't know where. Um, but moms are jumping up and down and going, oh, this Charlene Nodgrass, she's for our history curriculum. So our special guest is Charlene Nodgrass. Charlene, thank you for joining us. It is just a joy. It's been a long time since we've seen you in person and I'm really excited. <laughs> like I told you this afternoon, please say hello to Debbie. She's just such an encouragement to me. She is. I, I she love is. your wife. She's awesome. Yes, well, uh, Charlene, for those who don't know you, why don't you give us a little introduction, uh, maybe to your family, uh, how you got started homeschooling, and then maybe why did you start Not Grass History? Okay, well, that's a fun story to tell. Um, we were uh, belated homeschoolers. I uh, first learned about home because we're older than, you know, most people <laughs> and uh, so 
I heard about homeschooling twice before our oldest wow. went to school. Um, we, uh, one of my impressions wasn't very positive. And the other one was Dr. Raymond Moore on the Don't Tell Anybody I Watched It Phil Donahue show. <laughs> and I uh, shouldn't have been watching the Phil Donahue show, but one good thing came out of it. One day he had uh, Dr. Raymond Moore on it, and I heard about it, and I thought, oh, my goodness, this is what I want to do. And I sent off for his newsletter because I loved being a mama, and the idea of homeschooling just was wonderful to me. But my husband, Ray, who now is, and for the last 23 years, has been a homeschool history curriculum writer, uh, said, no, kids need to, our kids need to be in school. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it. So I sent off for the newsletter, but I got to Raymond more, but I can convince Ray. And so it wasn't until our oldest was in sixth grade and then our oldest daughter, our oldest son, John, was in sixth grade. Our daughter, Bethany, was in fourth. And our daughter, Mary Evelyn, was in first that we started homeschooling. Mm. And we did it because we were so concerned about the awful stuff being taught in public school. And this was 1990. So you can imagine how I feel yeah. about what's being taught in public school now. Because, but anyway, that's why we did it. And we did it, I poured myself into it for two years and tried to recreate public school at home and tried too hard and wore myself out and we quit. And then two years later, we came back. And when we came back, I, I, I know God led me to this idea because I, I, I just decided this time, I don't care what anybody else says, mm. I'm doing this because I want our children and their spouses and their children and their spouses and their children and their spouses and every generation from us forward to be faithful to God and live forever together with him. And that's why I'm doing this. And I mean, we met our state requirements. We did what we had to do, but our homeschool didn't look like anybody else's then. And I actually wrote out a list of about 30 things that I thought Christian adults needed. And I wrote down things like the math they need to know, love history, love reading, um, be uniquely God's man, be uniquely God's woman. I, I, I had this list of, you know, get along well with other people, love God, and know the Bible. And mm -hmm. I had this list of about 30 things. And, and when, and we, when we, I mean, we, it just completely transformed us. Mm. So when we were about to the end of our homeschool journey with our youngest, Mary Evelyn, um, my, Ray had always been um, in ministry first campus ministry and then preaching ministry. And every church where we were, we ended up writing a Sunday school curriculum. I would write it for the kids and Ray would write it for adults. And we, I, I mean, I'm not, we're, we're just weird, but we just loved writing curriculum. 
you know, some people love to play golf, you know, some <laughs> other people love to do, you know, whatever, but we just loved it. And so, um, in 1999, we said, Lord, take care of us. Ray's going to walk away from getting a paycheck from the church every week. Please take care of us. And we thought we would write Bible curriculum. And the very first homeschool convention we did uh, at that, that summer, a woman came up to us and said, to our booth and said, I wish somebody would write a Tennessee history. We're going to go be missionaries. And before we go, I wish I could do Tennessee history with my kids. And Ray has a master's in New Testament, a master's in American history. And so we, I mean, we weren't planning on writing history. And, but we thought, we could do that. I mean, very naively. <laughs> you know, it took us a whole year. <laughs> but we wrote that Tennessee history. And after that, it was just, um, Ray came to me one day and he said, I, I would really like to write an American history and I would like to do it in the same style I was taught in high school where we combined English and history and I would like to add Bible to it. And he wrote Exploring America and it, immediately people started saying, well, when are you going to write world history? And then people started saying, can I use your high school history with my seventh grader? And we would say, well, they're probably not ready to read Scarlet Letter in the seventh grade, you know, and things like that. And, and so literally people said that for four or five years till it, you know, we just thought, uh, the, I, I guess we ought to write middle school. And so now we have nine years and we are working on the other three. And when we get those done, you'll be able to start Montgomery's history in first grade and do it through the 12th. Wow. Well, I mean, you've that's been a, in the... a long explanation, but that's <laughs> our story. That's what happened. And I, we just believe completely that this is what God wants us to do because it wasn't our idea. And so we're teaching Bible just like we intended in the beginning, but it is in our history. Mm. And uh, so that, that's yeah. what we did. Well, you've, I mean, you we'll get to the, what we're also here to have you talk about, but I mean, you've been doing this and been in the industry and around homeschooling for you know 30 years now. What do you think are some of the major, the biggest changes that you've seen in homeschooling from like homeschoolers to just what's, what's different from when you started to now? What would you say some of those main Boy, ones are? There's so much. Well, for one thing, there's a whole lot more support because and of course, curriculum. Because I went over to the uh, Christian school and said, would you please sell me some Abeka math for my first grader? You know, the first year we were homeschooling, you know, where do you get your curriculum back then? And I mean, people now can't imagine that. They're just starting now because the choices, you know, there's just so many, but we didn't have them. And, uh, but support, after that two years, when we decided to quit, nobody said to me, Charlene, could I encourage you? Uh, here are some ideas that might make it easier for you. There was one mother who talked to me and I just felt like she was judging me. And so that is why in 2013, I started this daily blog. It's called Daily Encouragement for Homeschooling Mothers. And because I 
I write what I needed, and nobody was there to say to me. I believe if I had had encouragement that I wouldn't have quit, and I deeply regret quitting. I mean, if I, if I could start tomorrow, even at my age at 68, homes, and John was in kindergarten, which of course could never happen, but I would homeschool all the way through again. I loved it once I learned how to do it. And I want to pass that love on to other people. I want to pass on, don't quit. You can do this. What can we do to help you? How can we help you make, you know, make this possible for you? Because it's such a gift to children. So more curriculum is available. More encouragement is available, you know, not just from me, but from Todd and, you know, so many, many, many people. But I try to play my role in that because I'm passionate about it. I don't want anybody else to be where I was in 1992. Well, I, and I don't, just, don't you think, Charlene, that is that that discouragement has has changed? I mean, it used to be that it was the world telling us we had no business homeschooling our right, children. And right. now the discouragement is homeschoolers saying, well, you better cover these things or your kids are going to be left behind. Oh, that that drives me that just drives me crazy. And in our curriculum, we say, this is a tool for you to use. You are the ones who know what your kid, you know what, I mean, God knows what you can do. God gave you this job. This stuff you get is a tool. It isn't a taskmaster, but that is somewhat, you know, there are other people who say that too, but there are other people who say, just the opposite of that. You yep. got to do this. You got to do that. You're a failure if you don't do mm -hmm. this. And I, I, that just really upsets me. It, uh, these poor, you know, some of these mothers have seven kids. Two of them have special needs. Uh, their mother has cancer and she's helping driving her back and forth to cancer treatments and her husband just lost his job. I mean, you know, that's reality. And these people, these mothers, uh, one of my favorite stories, the same summer I talked to a woman. Oh, I may not have been the same summer. Let me just tell you one story. Uh, a mother told me last year, my mother was in uh, cancer treatment. And we homeschooled in the waiting room at the hospital. And uh, I just feel like my children learned so much other things they needed to learn. And I, I completely agree. I'm not saying you just slough off and, you know, you just live life that you got to live life some though, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it's this, we, we have, um, we're human beings and we're rearing human beings. And, um, that's, I try to remind mothers, you know, that we say homeschooling mother, but you gotta do that priority the other way. Right. The, the mother's got to come first. 
and the wife, by the way, too. But the homeschooling cannot be the um, the club, you know. That and we sure don't need to be beating each other on the heads with that club. And uh, but the uh, the that same I remember now that that same summer somebody at a convention somebody told me that they had this curriculum that was so intense that she and her boys, mind you, her boys were sitting at the kitchen table till like three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon doing their curriculum. So here's what's true about homeschooling and public school and Christian school. Nobody is doing it all. And what is it all? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I used to say, the universe is everything. You're not going to cover it, so get over it. And, but, but the thing we don't understand, we have to get across to mothers and dads is this, and this will help dads be more supportive of homeschooling, is that we're all making choices. And some people would really judge that mother who took her kids to the waiting room and got in what school she could. And, and think that that mother who sat at the kitchen table to three or four o'clock in the afternoon was doing better. But that's not my sense of values. Mm. I think they both were giving up something. Everybody gives up something. Whatever educational choice you do, it, you're, you're choosing. And... Um, we need to help mothers feel free. Okay, I, that <laughs> preach it. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> I, but of course, I, you know, I, I, I feel pretty strongly. About no, we we agree. It came across, we and it. we like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I I I despise programs that are so rigid. Mm-hmm. These are children. Yeah, and these are mamas and. And that's it yeah. Can't be that's the such that's the biggest strength of homeschooling, and it, and it gets removed when so many people do that. It's so sad to see. Um, but we so you're here tonight because you have a new resource that is. It looks like it's free to homeschoolers, but it's called uh, the website's mm-hmm. called BeHappyHomeschooling.com, mm-hmm. I believe. But would you maybe tell right. us a little bit about that and what's this what's I, this new thing that you have going on? I'm so excited about it. It was all kind of born from this little book I wrote a few years ago. We haven't sold very many of them, so now we're just giving it away. I read the whole thing on Ray's podcast, so people can just download it and listen to it. Because I I want, I mean, it wasn't ever to be a moneymaker. The purpose of this little book was especially to help fathers feel good about homeschooling. It's called Homeschooling, the Making of Theodore Roosevelt. If Mitty and uh, Theodore Roosevelt Sr. were alive today, they'd be on the convention circuit with your daddy. (laughs) They'd be speaking with Todd. That'd be the coolest thing. Because, I mean, they would be so sought after. Yeah. They were brilliant homeschoolers. And do you know why they homeschooled? Because they were afraid that public school would um, coarsen their children. 
This was in the 1850s and 60s. When they could still whip kids, you know? I mean, it was... (laughs) How much more our kids? Yeah. And so um, they used uh, Mitty. That was her. Her name was Martha, but they called her... Her her nickname was Mitty. Uh, She wasn't extremely healthy and strong, but her sister lived with them, and she was their first tutor, so just that's a great example. You don't have to be the healthiest woman in the world to homeschool your children. I mean, this sister uh, was in bad financial straits and they welcomed her into their home and she was their first tutor. But Mr. Roosevelt was the, the, uh, the guide behind it. Theodore Roosevelt said, we had books everywhere they were in the you know they were in the hall they were in the library they i mean they were wealthy and of course that helped you know we take our kids on a field trip to you know the courthouse which is wonderful and they took their kids on a tour of you know israel and egypt and and england and things like that and spent summers in the country but be that as it may they were um Mr. Roosevelt made them go with him to do his uh, charity work. Um, They spent almost all their time with their parents' friends, their parents' friends' kids, and their relatives. And in the book, I say, that turned out to be good socialization for a future president. I mean, who was more outgoing than Theodore Roosevelt, you know? Um, he adored his father who died of cancer while he was in college and devastated him. And the first day he was in the White House, he said, you know, he felt like his father was with him all day. And he said for his whole life, every time he had an important decision to make, he would think, what would my father do? Mm. And, um, and this is one of my favorite things about the, what you can learn about marriage from Theodore Nitty Roosevelt. He was a multi-generational New Yorker. I think Dutch, I'm pretty sure. And she was a Southern belle from Georgia. And during the Civil War, he was going to Washington, D.C., meeting with Abraham Lincoln, helping Union soldiers. She and her mother and sister were back home sending gifts to their relatives who were in the Confederacy. And I can't remember whether it was Theodore Roosevelt or his sister who wrote a biography of him who said their parents never had a crossword about the war. Now, you know, and so in the book I say, learn to get along, uh, and I can't remember exactly, but um, whatever the issues are, even if other people are going to war over those issues, mm. you know, they, so anyway, long story shorter, um, I, I asked one of our team members to read the book. She was new and she'd never read it and, uh, she just got totally on fire about it and said, we gotta get this message out, we gotta get this message out. And so 
we decided um, that this summer in particular, we needed to be reaching out to four groups of people. There are the people who are saying, is it time to homeschool? There are a lot of people, right, who are saying, is it time to homeschool? Because of what's going on you right. know, in the world. The second group is, we call that section of the website, yes, you can homeschool. No, no, or, or maybe it's can I homeschool. Anyway, it is for those people who've decided, well, yeah, I think I should, but can I? Me, you know, can I? And then the third group of people, the third uh, section on the website, we call Be Happy Homeschooling. And that is for people who are doing it, but they're not very happy. And they're really burdened. And they never intended to do this, but COVID made them do it. And I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. Or whoever is just might give up like we did. And so we have another section that is for those homeschoolers. And then the other section is for those who are happy with it. It's their lifestyle, but they could just use some encouragement. So we have videos, printables. Um, the only audio I think we have right now is just the reading of the book about Theodore Roosevelt, mm -hmm. but we do have more, I think, that are coming. We keep adding new things to it ever so often. So you can just go to your section and, uh, you know, be encouraged and yeah. be instructed. And so we, we took a lot of resources we had created over the last, you know, 10 or 15 years and updated them a little and spiffed them up and put them out there because they were just sitting in boxes and files on our computer and Google Drive and, you know, why not? pull them all together and make something people yeah. could use. Then we created some, some new content too. And that's again, that's if you go to behappyhomeschooling.com and I did link that in the chat and dad's gonna have, we have some more questions for you about it. Um, but before we do, I do wanna say thank you to Teaching Textbooks uh, for their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. Uh, our families used them and you know, my, I've said this before, but my sister said it helped her survive math time. So, uh, if you're surviving math time, we'd encourage you to check them out. Uh, it's fun. It's engaging. Uh, I learned better with it and I know my siblings have, have as well. It's super easy to use and you can do it from any device that has an internet browser, which is you know, basically everything. So you can do it from anywhere. Um, they have family plans and you can check out a free trial over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. And they are at every homeschooling convention that has ever been. So you can also talk to someone in person if you ever uh, would like to. So uh, we really appreciate their support. And we also want to thank uh, Homeschooling Today Magazine. And, you know, this is just a perfect opportunity because what Charlene's talking about is the stuff that we believe in. And even when we have a sponsor or an advertiser uh, like Homeschooling Today Magazine, you know, we only include them because we share the same mission. Or even our interviews. I had Charlene here because we share the same mission. We want parents to understand that homeschooling isn't a formula, it's a relationship. And at Homeschooling Today Magazine, they realize that every relationship is different, every child is different, and every family is different. And we shouldn't think that well, one size fits all education is a good idea. 
So, uh, you know, homeschooling today encourage us to think outside the box and they want to have parents or encourage parents who aren't afraid to choose what our kids need to learn and when they need to learn it. Uh, in short, they want us to be bold. So if you want to homeschool boldly, subscribe to Homeschooling Today magazine. You can find it at homeschoolingtodaymagazine.com. And they've got lots of other things just to encourage you and to help you smile. Well, Charlene, uh, you know, I, I was looking at your website and I really like what you have. Um, and you. I was just there just a few seconds ago. And oh, there it is. I'm back. Um, but uh, you, you've kind of already given us a, a, how you've broken it down into four segments. Maybe briefly, um, how about the mom who, we won't cover all the points because you're, you have it there on video there, they can see it and get, get your resources. But how about the homeschooling mom who, you know, she's listening right now. Uh, maybe it was her first year or second year and she's feeling weary. And she's thinking maybe, you know, those voices in my head are right. Maybe I have no business doing this. I just don't know if I can homeschool. Um, what would you tell her? Well, the first thing I would tell her is that God picked you as your kid's teacher. Hmm. And he trusts you. And God loves your children way more than you do, which is really astounding because you know how much you love your children and how much you want what's best for them. And out of all the women in the world, he picked you to be the mother of these children. And he wouldn't have done that if he didn't know that you could do it. Now, you that doesn't mean that you don't need support because you do need support. And uh, sometimes that support's really hard to find, uh, but it is available. And that's the first thing, you just really believe that in your heart. And don't look at anybody else's definition of what a homeschooling mother is. When we first started homeschooling, the definition of homeschooling mother was pretty narrow. It was a, a pretty, just a few specific demographics. You were basically either conservative Christians or hippies were, you know, two of the categories of homeschoolers back in the early days. But now, I, you know, you, you name it, there, uh, there, there isn't a definition of homeschooling mother. Uh, the God's word teaches us wonderful definitions of mother and parent, and that's the best place to start. To And, and this, another thing, when you homeschool, you have the opportunity to prepare your, I mean, all education should be about preparation. You know, in, in uh, kindergarten is preparation for the first grade. And, you know, theoretically at least, you know, there are a whole lot of other mm -hmm. issues people are trying to put into education now and putting into education now, but theoretically that's the purpose. 
Well, there's a preparation that all of us um, need to be getting ready for. And we have the opportunity to help prepare our children. Now, we don't do this by ourselves, by any means, but God wants us to be his tools to prepare our children so that someday Jesus will say to them, well done, good job. And what does he want them to be good at? And that is living and loving him and that's what you have the opportunity to do and if you will focus on that and realize that everything else is secondary um, that will help free you up a great deal another thing i would say is that time is on your side uh, when ray was first campus minister we were in our 20s. We were in Oxford, Mississippi. And we had a very wise minister who was the preaching minister at that congregation. And he taught Ray not to see time as an enemy, but as a friend. And um, when you start homeschooling on a Monday morning, you don't have to be th with your first grader. Don't be thinking high school graduation. I, you know, uh, so many are so worried. I remember when we first started Knotgrass Company, uh, a mother called me and to talk about um, being sure her child was going to be ready for college. She was in the fifth grade, <laughs> and you know you don't have to worry about that yet. And one thing I, I really think we need to um, realize in the beginning, God gave us something called a day, a day. We can live a day. We can homeschool a day and we ought to homeschool a day and not try to homeschool a year today. I hope I'm making this clear. Yeah. We, um, who is it? Um, Anne Shirley in Anna Green Gables, who says, you know, every day is, you know, a new day with no mistakes in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but we, we live a day and then we get to go to bed and go to sleep and start a new day the next day. And if we'll really get a hold of that, you know, okay, you're a child, you, you've been working and working and working on the multiplication tables and you're so frustrated because it's just not sinking in. Well, do what you can today. And don't borrow um, trouble. Uh, one of my one of the coolest things that happened to us when we were homeschooling is that one of our daughters, who is now an amazing homeschooling mother of five and a um, homeschool play director, she's done that every year except 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020, uh, 
from the time she was 15, she is now 38, uh, or will be. Anyway, she was born in 83. However, yeah, she'll be, what, anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. She's um, a lot older than that now. And it, she does this play every year with anywhere from 50 to 110 homeschoolers. And it, it's, it's amazing. But this little girl, when she was really little, she would hide behind our skirt, my skirt. She was so shy, so scared to talk to anybody. And she was always hiding behind my skirt. So first she was shy. Then we thought she'd never learned to read. We were so discouraged. We tried this, we tried that, we tried the other. She, I mean, she writes curriculum now for homeschoolers, you know, our 50 states curriculum. She did that one all by herself. You know, nobody, I, nobody else, uh, no co-author or anything like that. She wrote the whole thing. It's very, one of our most popular products. But we were scared she would never learn how to read. Um, and then when she finally learned how to read, she didn't like to read. And when she was, fifth or sixth grade, she still doesn't like to read. You know, the rest of us, we love to read, but she didn't. And I remember so well standing at the public library and looking at the shelves of books and thinking, what can I get for Mary Evelyn? And my eyes fell on Winnie the Pooh, the original with the AA mail uh, illustrations. And I thought, well, I'll try this. That was it. She's been an avid reader every ever since I brought home Winnie the Pooh from the library. Hmm. And, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen that day. I, we had worried and worried and worried about her. She's brilliant. You know, she has a high IQ. She's, she, I mean, I look at her life and I think, I don't know how you do what you do. Hmm. I couldn't do what you do. I just, you're amazing. And, uh, but... That's not what I thought when she was in the third grade. <laughs> and yeah. I hope she doesn't mind. I don't know how many times I've told her story and she's never said, please don't do that anymore, <laughs> Mom. So I guess she doesn't now. mind. <laughs> um, but you don't know. And here's the other thing. A mother called me one day and she said, I'm thinking about using your high school history with my seventh grader. But she has learning challenges and what she really likes to do is cook and I think art. And I, it, it, I just, I had this thought, I thought, you know, if this girl had lived 300 years ago in a Native American village, nobody would ever have thought something was wrong with her mm. or that she didn't measure up. Because she did a great job cooking and she did a great job of making beautiful clothes. And, you know, why do we let other people tell us what our kids need to know and to be? Mm. We need to find out who God made and help them become what it is he has in mind. Yeah. That's one of the joys of homeschool. I think that's a, that's a great place to stop. And Charlene, we are out of time, and uh, we may have to have a, having some more of this conversation later. Uh, but they've got lots of places they can find you. They can find you on notgrasshistory.com. They can go to behappyhomeschooling.com. And where would they get your daily newsletter, daily encouragement for homeschooling mothers? 
It's uh, charlienotgrass.com. Well, you just got all kinds of dot coms. Yeah, we do. <laughs> just type in dot com and you'll probably have a pretty good chance of finding Charlene Notgrass. Well, Charlene, thank you for your journey. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for your passion. And uh, I hope lots of moms and dads take advantage of it. But thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. God bless you, both of you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, well, hey, uh, thanks for joining us. I hope you have a great week. Again, uh, you know, some of some of those things that Charlene talked about, it really comes to a point too where you have to kind of say, this is what I'm going to do. You believe what God said. And like Charlene said, she, she, she quit for a little while and came back and said, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it the way they said. And maybe you kind of have to do the same and say, you know, it's okay if my child is not a reader or it's okay if my child likes to cook and do these things and doesn't like some of the school subjects. And, you know, we'd, we'll encourage you along the way. Charlene will do that. But you're going to have to do that some of that yourself. And husbands, if you're listening, um, that I, I'm going to put a lot of weight on you because your job is to remind your wife of these truths. So thanks for listening. Have a great week. Still hang on to summer. It's not over yet. Keep doing the good stuff. And of course, don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening. Again, if you'd like to hear more from Charlene, head on over to her website, charlenenotgrass.com for some daily encouragement. Or make sure to check out their history curriculum for next year. Again, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for their support of The Smiling Homeschooler. You can check a free trial of their amazing math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.